0: Welcome to Grace Family Church. We are so glad you decided to check out our podcast. Our prayer is that this teaching from Pastor Tommy will encourage your faith and lead you towards the greatness God has planned for you. Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoy this message. Hallelujah. Amen. we we'll praise the Lord. He is good. Amen. Amen. You guys can be seated. Thanks for being here on our Wednesday night in the middle of the week. We are um, missing PT. He's in Tampa with his son and future daughter-in-law, getting them set up for their new life. So, prayers would be appreciated for them and their safety. But um, Patrick, we are really grateful to have you here tonight. Patrick is uh, Sutherland is going to minister to us tonight. He is a Raymond graduate, uh, a dear friend of our family of Grace Family Church and our family. Um, and he's done quite a bit, uh, to serve the Lord. He worked at Canaan Land Ministries. It's a program that ha- helped, um, young men dealing with addiction. Correct. Is that right? Yeah. And he's established and pastored many churches. He's served for Raymond Ministries, um, in a director capacity. So while well, we are just, um, super blessed to have somebody with, uh, those qualifications here to minister to us um so if you guys would just give patrick a warm grace welcome you want to minister us to to us tonight
1: praise the lord that was quite an introduction (laughs) (laughs) well thank god how is everybody everybody doing all right i'll tell you this i believe we're going to be better I think we're going to get better before we leave here. We will be better than we are right now. We should expect that. Amen? Amen. Would you guys mind if I brought one of those down here just to lay this on occasionally, please, sir? Thank you. Praise God. Pastor Tommy um, is also my pastor, in case you don't know that. And uh, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. when god puts someone someone like that in your life you know they don't uh, and he doesn't do this they don't rule and control you and tell you what you have to do you have to hear from god yourself and they will be there to confirm it but they're also such a safety net because if you just jump out there and and willy-nilly or however I think that's the way people say that sometimes um it can cost you more than you think it would the one time that i didn't do precisely what he suggested and he was hearing from god and i won't go into this whole thing but just let me tell you it was a rough road to hope it was a tough a tough route that i took you know that old saying if you're going to be dumb you've got to be tough <laughs> living proof <laughs> But thank God, just like that prodigal, there is always, I mean, you're going to collide with grace when you come running to God. Aren't you thankful for that? Is this the right crowd? I mean, are you grateful for the grace of God? How about 1 John 1, 9? Thank God that's mine and that that's yours. And that is if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hang on to that one, because if you're going to walk and live this life for the Lord, you're going to, you're going to make some mistakes. <clears throat> Excuse me, you're going to make a couple of mistakes. That's a fancy church word for sin. So when you do sin, don't wait. Get it right with him right away. It's so easy, and people sometimes have avoided this scripture because it's like works. I've heard all kinds of different crazy stuff. People have talked about this. It's not works. It's not you earning something. It's you receiving the grace and mercy that he freely offers. And it'll keep your heart tender toward him. If you make a mistake, if you're married or just any relationship with anyone, if you mess up, if you do something you know that was displeasing to them, the longer you wait to make that right, the harder it is to go do it. It's harder to go back to them and and to make it right. If you'll just go on and do it quick, it's so much easier. And, you know, we're not, you know, we're not meeting in the parking lot every time we sin and, you know, killing a lamb. Jesus is the lamb. He was the sacrificial lamb. That's taken care of. But just that, that quick heart to repent, that means turn away from the sin you did and turn to him and then just make it right according to that scripture. Just say something to him. Would you not do that to your your mom or your dad or your kids or your grandparents or somebody you work with or anything? Wouldn't you if you did something wrong to them? If you hurt their feelings, let's just say it that way. If you hurt their feelings, you'd go make it right. How, How much more should we constantly be keeping ourselves right with him? Amen. Praise the Lord. That was... Important. It was important. For some reason this thing will not read my fingerprint. I don't know what happened, but y'all, I've I've had the privilege of uh, calling Pastor Tommy my pastor for several years now, for quite a while now. And you are blessed to have him here. He is an excellent teacher. He is a man full of the love of God. That's you're really extremely blessed. Do y'all know that? I mean, he's the real deal. When I called Raymo about something, um, they asked me who my pastor was. This has been many years ago, and I told them, and they're like, "Oh, we love him. We all just love him. He's just—he's absolutely one of our favorites." And I'm—I'm I'm grateful. See, I can say all this because he's not here, and it doesn't sound like I'm trying to flatter him. <laughs> you got to beware of those flattering lips. You know that, right? Well, it is. A wednesday night thank you all for coming here i know that it's pleasing to the lord when we come together in his name and obey his word by doing so so uh, i'm glad you're here i believe the message that that i have for you tonight is what he has for you tonight it can serve as uh, maybe it's new information be some reminders I like, uh, I like these exhorting type messages, these uh, encouraging type messages that I very rarely ever get to speak. It seems like when I go somewhere else to minister, I'm all over everybody's feet, and I don't know if I'll ever get to come back or not. But we just do what we're supposed to do. Amen. We just do and just be, just be obedient. There's so much to that. There's so much to that. Before I go any further, let me tell you something before I forget this. My wife, Lily, and I used to come and we were the interim youth pastors here for about three and a half months, I guess it was, three or four months. And it was such a, a privilege, it was such a learning time and our hearts started really, really connecting with the youth here and with the church here. Well, we were called to start a ministry in Grayson County, just not too far from here, a couple of hours for men with drug and alcohol problems called Canaan land, Virginia. And it was right in that time we had, we brought our first student in, he was staying in our house with us. And that's why we were still coming here when pastor Tommy saw what that was doing, that it was starting to divide my heart some, pardon me. And he said, you've got so much going on. We will take care of this. You go and and get your thing going there. And I'm thankful that, that we did that. Uh, We did that for about eight years. And the Lord told me before we ever started it, I want you to start a Canaan land in Virginia. He spoke it as clearly as I've ever heard him, so much so that I've, I molded my life around that word from God. I knew that that was him. Well, it was five years later that it actually happened. Though the vision, Terry, wait for it. It surely won't, Terry. It's going to come to pass. God's measure of time and hours are not the same. Our job, thank God he gave us this one of these fruit or part of the fruit of the Spirit, is patience. And that's not like, well, I guess I'll sit here and wait. That's like, that's that joyful expectation you can just rest in. Patience is knowing that it's coming and it's going to work out perfectly as long as I let him do it. You can just relax. Amen. Patience is a big thing. I just saw thousands of people that have almost none on the interstate coming here. it's amazing if you hesitate for it like I'm talking microns or milliseconds that's like you know they're up on you they're whooping around you and see that helps me to adjust my fruit (laughs) long suffering gentleness (laughs) okay (laughs) while okay I've got to back up again while we were here it was um it's, it's two hours to get here. Now, please, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. When you get offered an opportunity to do that and you know God did it, it is there's a grace to do whatever God calls you to do. And it was easy to do and exciting to do, and we wanted to. Well, we started this ministry. We, we finished the ministry up until right now. Eight, you know the number eight in the Bible or in God's numerical system means new beginning. Seven is completed work. Eight is new beginning. So... We got to the end of that eight years that we did that ministry and the Lord told me, I'm gonna take you a different route for a while. So we have been to Alabama and we've been to Idaho and now we're back here. And I believe the Lord and I'll ask you all, and then we're gonna get into the message, but I wanted to ask you all to agree with my wife, Lily and I in prayer for um, knowing exactly what's next. It's still in my heart big time to help people with the drug and alcohol thing. Um, Not just because God brought me out of that, but because he called me to do that. I I want to do it because it burns in me to do it. Um, A lot of times people don't know what to do with people in that situation, so I'll give you just like a couple of tidbits, and we really are going to get started if the Lord lets me. That is... Don't stop praying for them. Real simple, right? But people think all I can do is pray. The only thing you need to do is pray. But you need to pray in faith. You need need to pray in faith. You've got to ask knowing. And sometimes you just need to pray, Lord, keep them alive. Lord, protect them. Keep them alive until they get to that point that they are that prodigal, that they're running back home. They're running to him. They, my mom and dad prayed that for me just for protection because it looked like I was trying to kill myself all the time, like every day. And just don't give up that praying. And the next thing is start calling things that be not as though they were. That's faith. You call it what you want it to be, not what you see. Mom and dad went deeper into the things of God because I was going so far from God and they got a hold of this faith message, this real true faith message, and they started speaking things over me and calling me free and calling me serving God and calling me baptizing the Holy Ghost and calling me a worshiper. They watched things start happening in my life then. And the next thing you know, I'm standing beside them in church with my hands raised and praying in tongues and singing in tongues. <clears throat> I was as lost as you can get without just dying from it. You know, I didn't mean to go into my testimony, but I got really messed up with drugs and alcohol for a long time. God brought me out of it. I haven't had any issue with that. I'm not an addict. I'm not an alcoholic. If it is a disease, Jesus Christ stripes healed me of it. He took the desire for it out of me. It no longer pulls me like I've got a hook in my jaw. It's done. And that's been since July of 2001. God is faithful and good. If God can do it for me, he can do it for the person that you're praying for. Or maybe it's you. It doesn't just have to be addiction to alcohol or drugs. It could be anything else. He can do that too. Okay. Can I say one more thing before I do this? (laughs) I... uh, I had a real problem with food for a lot of years. You say, well, you look like you still do. Yeah, well, just give me a minute. <laughs> just hang on a second. I um, Stronghold, you know, you keep continuing in a certain type of, I'll just say sin, a stronghold will develop. Well, a stronghold is exactly that. It has a stronghold on you. It's hard to break free from it. And if you think I'm big now, you should have seen me a few months ago how many of you ever seen me before? Y'all ever listen to me? All right, we got one, we got two. I see that hand. Thank you. I, um, I've lost 80 pounds. That's, and I'm on my way to about 50 more. So y'all pray for me. Praise God. Thank you. I appreciate it. That had to be done. Had to be done. If we're starting this new year, and we are, since we have started this new year, if we expect a better 2024 than we had a 2023, we have to do things a little differently. Can't keep doing exactly, living exactly the same, doing exactly the same things with the word and everything else and expect things to be completely different. I have to throw a qualifier in there because sometimes you may not see the change happening and you're doing the right thing. Don't give up on doing the right things that you are doing. Calling things that be not as though they were right. I'll go back to what I said earlier about people lost in drugs and alcohol. You just keep speaking those things over them. Don't give that up. But we can, I'll give you an example. We can give more time to God. Say, so how many times have you heard that in church? How many times have I ever said this in church? There's, there's room for more of him. And if there's not, then we need, to, we need to do some shuffling. We need to get rid of some things. It may not even be a bad thing, but too much of something that's not really bad can start to be bad. I'm 48 years old, and I'm still a person that likes video games. I still like to do that. I I like gadgets. I've always liked electronics, but I also like to hunt and fish. And I know Pastor Tommy would laugh if he could see the back of my truck, because I didn't think of this till I got here, but there's a set of horns in there from deer season that I forgot. So please just don't even notice that as you you leave. We have brought a hillbilly to the pulpit tonight. (laughs) Okay, that really threw me off. I shouldn't have brought up the deer antlers. That kind of messed me up. All right, somebody tell me where I was at so I can get back with this. This is where you find out who's really listening to you. (laughs) You know what? Praise God. Yes, thank you. This, This new thing. This new thing, and that does bring us right to where we need to go. Turn to Hebrews 11.6. While y'all are turning, we're going to pray. Because I know that when you get into the Word, you need the help of the Holy Spirit. You need Him to be your teacher. And that is one of the... That's that's part of who He is. Jesus was a teacher, right? Didn't they call Him teacher often? Call called Him teacher. Well, when He said... When I'm leaving so the Holy Spirit can come, I'm sending that paraclete is the word that was translated there. He's another one just like Jesus. He is also our teacher. He's also our comforter and our counselor and our advocate. Right? Amen. That's right. Everybody's heard this scripture. I love this one. But let's, y'all just bow your heads with me and agree with me. Holy Spirit, we thank you so much for being here in our presence. Father, thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for sending the Holy Spirit here to be with us. And, and we invite you tonight, Holy Ghost, to be here to minister to us and to teach us. Lord, we yield ourselves to you to correct us and, and show us things that we, that we need to change, things we need to add on, or things we need to subtract. Help us to rightly divide your word tonight, Lord. We ask you to show us the things that we need to see. And we thank you, Lord. We trust you to do this. In the name of Jesus, we pray. If you agree with that, say amen. 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 Everybody knows what amen means? It means so be it. And a good way of saying it is, as you have spoken, so be it unto me. It's a stamp of agreement. It's not saying yours truly, Trudy, at the end of it, right? Right? You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm throwing my agreement on this. I'm going, to go, I'm going to go along with that. So you just invited the Holy Spirit to come and teach you and to correct you and to help you rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. So we can go forward now really expecting, man, we're going to get some stuff out of this tonight. It doesn't matter who the guy preaching is or the gal preaching. What matters is are we listening and are we hungry right here? It'll go way past the messenger because that's all I am. If it's not all him, I'm in trouble. I'm way in trouble. Praise God. Here we go, 11 6. Hebrews 11:6. 6. But without faith, it is impossible. Y'all say impossible? It's impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, we're going to focus on the first part for right now, and that is without faith, it's impossible to please him. How many of you would like to be pleasing to God? Got a few honest folks. No, I mean everybody's with me. I, I know. I mean, it's kind of one of those duh things. Well, of course I want to be pleasing. I sure don't want to be displeasing. Well, that's good because how about we just have us some faith tonight? Because that's how we can be pleasing to him. Let's just get some faith. Y'all want to do that? It's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. Look at this. Romans 10 17. These are all real familiar, and they need to get more familiar. Romans 10, 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Notice that it says hearing, I-N-G, not having heard. You have to constantly keep this coming in because you're hearing other stuff in your life. You're hearing, oh, Lord, help you if you're listening to the news much. If you're just riding down the road and you're seeing billboards, that's trying to get in your ears too. When you read things, when you... We are bombarded with things that are anti-Christ, that are anti-God, that are anti-Bible, anti-God period, bombarded by it. If all you did was just listen to far-out crazy stuff, you would start to believe it. You would start to believe it. If you stopped reading the Word and feeding your spirit the Word, you'll start believing the other mess. Here's another way that I know this. There's a scripture, but I bet a bunch of you know where it's at. It says, okay, I like this version of it. Bad company corrupts good morals. Evil company corrupteth good habits, I think is maybe the way King James says it. It's, I may have flip-flopped those, but if you hang with the wrong people, it's going to mess your life up. It'll mess it up. It will corrupt good morals, so you can be feeding this good stuff in there, and you start hanging out with the wrong people, you're going to start getting the wrong stuff coming in, and it'll cause you to start believing it. That's why it's not just hear the word, it's hearing. We have to constantly hear it. Remember I said this could be a a reminder for you tonight? Some of the things that we, we get familiar with that we've heard so much in the Word of Faith circle, we get complacent about it, like, oh, I've heard that a thousand times. If you get there, you're in a rough spot. Correct it. Let him show you that and fix it. Just make a decision. No, Lord, I'm just going to be hungry for this, even though I've heard it 40, 11 times. Because he can show you something you've never seen about it. We have got to constantly hear the word. We've got to constantly hear the word. Praise God. How many of y'all agree with me? The Bible is God's word. You believe that it's absolutely the God's word. Well, your your faith is growing. You're receiving faith tonight just by hearing it. If you believe the word, then you believe the word that we just read also about faith coming. Faith is coming. You heard God's word about Jesus. Let me ask you a question. I need everybody to participate in this one. For sure, it's the most important one. If you're born again and you know for sure you're going to heaven, throw your hand up. Oh boy, I will target whoever doesn't throw it up. I to tell you it's all. Okay, everybody, praise God. We're all saved, folks. At some point, you heard the story. You heard the word of God about Jesus. Faith came because you heard the truth. You heard the word. Faith came and you were able to act on it. Well, how did that happen? You believed in your heart and you spoke with your mouth, right? Y'all have heard this stuff before. You believed in your heart and you spoke with your mouth. That's what we do with this. Once we get this faith, what do we do with it? We believe and then we speak. You got to get your mouth active doing the right stuff. Prayer needs to be out loud. Now, there's times that you can pray inwardly. I do that too. I talk to the Lord in here a lot. But if I'm praying, if I'm I'm really talking to God, I'm going to use my mouth to do it. I want my ears to hear me doing it. Okay. Okay. Here's what we do. 2 Corinthians 4.13. I'm going to have to speed up just a little bit because he said I only had two and a half hours. 2 Corinthians (laughs) 4.13. We having the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Everybody say that with me. I believe, believe. therefore therefore I speak. All right. Now, here's a simple description of faith. This is a faith church. All the way, Faith Church. Is that not right? It's the word of faith that we preach. Praise God. I'm thankful for the word of faith. I'm thankful somebody hung in there despite being criticized and shunned and called a cultist and crazy Name uh, Brother Kenneth Hagan. You know, we, we're not worshiping Kenneth Hagan, but I'll tell you, I'm thankful God used him. He knows who to pick to do the things that he wants done, right? He does, and he chose the right one, and the guy came, and it gets you got shunned by a lot of people. You look on the Internet about him, people will say the most awful things about that man of God. It's just crazy. They don't, most of them don't know any better. It's, it's, it's evil inside them. If you're not God's child, whose child are you? Ooh. Here's a, here's a simple definition of faith. I'm going to, just going to read it. An unwavering, unshakable belief that God is who he says he is and that he will do what he said he will do. That's just a simple definition of faith. All right, let's go back to that first scripture we read, we read there, Hebrews eleven six, <clears throat> But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, You can tell by my accent and some of my stuff that I was not a great English student. Now, I thought I liked it pretty well. I decided to go one summer to take English again. So, not that I was dumb, as I was just hard-headed and wouldn't pay attention. That was the problem. But I did learn a few things, and I actually Googled this to make sure I was right. But there's a colon after the word him, after it says him without possible to please him. A colon, I have to read this, is a punctuation mark that's used to connect sentences, to put emphasis on a word or phrase or introduce a quote or explanation. So here comes this explanation. Let's read that again, Hebrews 11, 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith isn't just knowing that God is there. Even the devil believes that. The demons believe that, right? And tremble. They know that he's real. See, that's just part of it. His word just told us that we must believe. Everybody say must believe. He said you must also believe that he is a rewarder of those people that diligently seek him. Diligently seek him. Not seeking the reward but diligently seeking him and you cannot trick God while you think you're just, you you can't trick him. (laughs) If you're seeking a reward, he knows that. And here's the good news, he's not going to be mad at you. Even if you're trying to do that, God will not beat you in the head with a hammer. I was so grateful when somebody told me that because all I knew of God was he'll throw you in hell. You don't live right, boy, he's going to send you down. That scared me. (laughs) I thought God-fearing was exactly that. You better be afraid because he might kill you or he might hurt you bad. He will smite you with cancer or something to teach you a lesson. Well, that angers me now to hear that because God is not the author of that at all. He didn't break your child's leg. He didn't break your leg. He didn't give you some sickness or disease to try to teach you some lesson. We've got to wash that stuff out of the church. That's got to not just be washed out of us. It needs to be gone from the church worldwide. Why, what is attractive about serving a God that you think might kill your child in a car wreck? I know that's heavy duty. It should be. God doesn't do that. The devil comes just to kill and to steal and to destroy. It's if, if it's got death involved in it, if there's killing, stealing, or destroying, the devil is the author of it. God is the answer. He's the anti anti-death, right? He's the one that does away with all this harmful mess that the devil does. People throw this word out there, this phrase, and want to sound spiritual by saying everything happens for a reason. Things happen because of the decisions we make and the actions and the words that we, that we use and the things that we do, right? That's, everything does happen for a reason. Now I understand what people are trying to say there, but it, you're, you're removing too much meat to say that. It just takes all responsibility out of everything. It's like, ah, que Sarah Sarah. It's not what will be will be. It's what we say will be. It's what he's already said will be. Amen. Well, that's good preaching. Somebody better talk to me. That's that's powerful, important stuff. We need to know this. God is good all the time, and the devil is evil all the time. If there's bad stuff happening, take a look around. God didn't do it, but he is sure enough the answer to pull you out of it. He'll take care of it. Even if he told you not to and you still do it, yeah, there may be some consequences, but that's a direct result of what you did, not him punishing you. I can attest to this. I could go into testimonies for a lot of my life that I won't do, but just say it this way. I turned my back on God before and ran from him because I didn't know any better. I didn't know 1 John 1, 9. All I had to do was confess my sin to him, and I'm forgiven. I did something wrong. I felt so guilty and ashamed, and I ran from God. And I got way out there, and I, I, it messed me up for years. It cost me big time. They put my country self in jail for it because of that decision. Everything happens for a reason. I was the reason. God didn't put me in jail to teach me a lesson. That's what happened as a result of the sin that I committed. Just so everybody knows what it was, it was drinking and driving a lot. They eventually will lock you up over that. And now I guess it's way different. And that's not a small thing. Drinking and driving is super awful and selfish and terrible things have happened because of it. I just wanted you to know exactly who's up here. You know, you don't have to, you know, go lock your car doors or anything. <laughs> Everything's okay. I'm going to tell you a couple more things about that real quick. I ran from the Lord. I messed up. It cost me a big time. But I turned to him and I said, God, if you don't help me, I'm going to die. And dying can't be worse than what I'm living. And God just welcomed me back completely. He did meet me. He ran to me. The father ran to me because he said, if you'll draw nigh to me, I will draw nigh to you. And he came with a ring and a robe. Thank God he's done so much for me. It's incredible. The, The bad stuff has been... It's like in the book of Job, it says you'll remember your troubles as rivers of water or waters that have passed by. It's just, it's gone. Even as horrible as jail was, I can't get there in my mind because it's, it's washed away like the word said. It's, it's gone. I can tell you it was bad. I can remember a couple of things, but it doesn't have any hold on me. And I'm not ashamed. Why would I be ashamed? Man, that's just part of what God did for me. He delivered me from a life that will put you there. Amen. Praise God for that. Faith, like I just said, is a lot more than just knowing God is real. It's how we receive anything and everything from God. Your salvation came that way. Didn't it? James chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. Everybody say, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I was last Sunday, or this past Sunday, I was in a church there around home, um, filling in for a pastor, and they had a picture on the wall of the storm, a sea, just going crazy. You know, when Jesus is asleep in the back of the boat, everybody else is flipping out like, don't you care we're about to die? You're back here sleeping and we're all on the verge of death. What did he tell them? It's like, oh, you give a little faith or where is your faith? It's like, where's your faith? Well, seeing that, I wish we had a picture of that right now just so we could see that's what this is talking about. That wave of the sea that is driven by the wind and tossed, that Wavering's a big deal. It's a dangerous deal. I don't want to be out in a boat without Jesus with me and, and I'm in a big storm. I want to make sure that he's with me. Listen to this. Verse 7, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything. That's not one word, it's two. Anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I do not want to be tossed about like a wave anymore. I don't want that. I don't want to do that. I want to please God. I want to receive what I ask for. Not so I'm just asking to line my driveway up with Lamborghinis. I want to be able to pray, man. If I've got a family member that's sick, I want to know that when I pray for them, well, that's done. That's done. I don't even have to call and ask them to see. Once I pray, that's it. That's nothing wavering, right? Wouldn't you call that nothing wavering? Everybody still with me? Ooh, okay. I know, I know you are. <laughs> that wave tossing is no fun. I've been there and done that. Don't, don't we all want that? I mean, everybody wants to receive what they ask for. That's another one of those, well, duh. You know, I mean, of course we do. This applies to anything and everything that we ask for. Remember that definition I gave you a little bit ago about of faith it is an unwavering, unshakable belief that God is who he says he is and that he will do what he said he will do. All right. If you ask God for something, you have, okay, now everybody hear this. This is, where we're, this is where we're heading. If you ask for something, you have to know that it is God's will for that to come to pass, for that to happen. You've got to know that it's his will. I'm not talking about exactly how he does it. You're not going to know that anyway. It's not up to you how he does it. You just know that he will. Well, you—I've you, heard this statement many times, or there's people say this: "Faith begins where the will of God is known." There's uh, there's truth in that. Faith—you can't have faith in anything if you don't know that it's God's plan. If it's will, it's like this is what God wants. Well, how could I possibly know that? Well, thank you so much for asking me. Now, remember, before I get to the rest of this, without faith, you can't please God. Without faith, you can't even please him. We don't pray too often if it be thy will. All right? There there are times when, if it's your will, can fit. Most of the time, we need to know his will ahead of time. That way, we know exactly what to ask for, and we know that it's coming. All right? If you don't know that it's his will, pray in the Holy Ghost. (laughs) pray in the spirit everybody knows what that means right tongues yep I'm one of those people too if you are not baptized in the Holy Spirit get so and do it quick and you can have it because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God you don't need to go to you don't have to have a special service you don't have to go chase down a prophet read the word faith will come and you'll receive you'll receive. It's so easy. It's just, I mean, you believe that a guy lived 2,000 years ago and died on the cross, was dead three days, raised on the third day, paid for your sins, now he's ascended in heaven at the right hand of God. You believe that? That's far out, man. I mean, if you can believe that, man, you've got some faith. The world looks at that and they think, those people are crazy. They're believing in some guy that died all this time way back yeah, and see, I know. You can't talk me out of it. I know that he did. That's faith. There's an unshakable, unwavering belief in me that he did that for me. He is who he says he is. He did what he said he was going to do. I believe it. I know it. All right, so guys, it's it's our place to know his will and then pray accordingly. 1 John 5, 14 and 15 And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything, everybody say anything. Did you see that that's two words too? I like that. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Amen. Our confidence, our faith in him comes from knowing his will and praying accordingly. The faith that's coming from the word, that's where you know what his will is. Amen. I told y'all this can be an encouragement, it can be a reminder, or maybe this is brand new. Any of those three's got to be good for you. It's good for me. It helps me, it encourages me to hear this going in my ears. Amen. Let me tell you something. There's not ever been a person in the pulpit after Jesus that had everything all together. Ah. Uh, I remember it was a relief to me when I finally heard a preacher say that to me because I thought I'll never live up to what they are. I'd go in church, man, I just thought everybody in here has just flat got it together, and I am wrecked still. It's like and everybody's like, oh, I just want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And I thought, all I want to hear is you can stay. <laughs> it's like as long as you, I get to come and stay there, that's all I cared about at the time. Uh, here's another scripture for your contemplation here tonight Matthew chapter 6 verses 9 and 10 can you handle just like three more minutes alright Matthew chapter 6 verses 9 and 10 says after this manner therefore pray ye our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name is this written in red in yours it should be it is verse 10 thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven why did Jesus tell us. Why did Jesus, they ask him how to, Lord teach us how to pray and this is what he told them. Why did he say for us to pray that God's will be done here if it was already always happening anyway? There's even a song, God is in control. I did butchered that song completely and it's all right. We don't need to sing it because it gives us a false sense and it robs faith. It's just like well, I'll just go do anything because it's all said anyway. No, it ain't. I can decide to sling this thing across here and go rob a bank if I wanted to do that. I have free will. I have decisions to make. And God won't make me do anything. He won't make me do it. Now, he can make things really uncomfortable. The Holy Spirit, now when I say uncomfortable, I'm not talking about him harming me. But oh man, when your heart gets tender toward him, see, I don't want to throw this and I don't want to rob a bank. I want to stand here and finish sharing this with y'all because I love you and I love him. Things don't just happen because we want them to happen. The world, we have responsibility as believers. And I'm telling you, the message that you all hear on a regular basis here makes you a world changer it doesn't make you better than a baptist or a methodist or a lutheran or anybody else as long as they're born again but i'm going to tell you this you can be way more useful to god when you know the word and you act on the word and you're speaking the word of sin, instead of sitting back and say lord if it be thy will you know heal my child instead of devil i command you in the name of jesus to take your hands off of my child She is healed by the stripes of Jesus. Now, which sounds better? Oh, God, if it be thy will. Even if I was sincerely saying that, it still doesn't sound the same as, devil, I take authority over you by the power and the authority of the name of Jesus. You've You've got this message, and it's important that you have it. You need to know the authority that you're walking in. Y'all, we've got a part to play or he wouldn't have said this is how to pray that your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We need to pray some things the way he told us to. 2 Timothy 2.15, we need to pray everything the way he said. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We have the responsibility of finding and knowing God's will. His word contains and his word is his will. Amen. Y'all, you can't pray in faith for something if you don't know that it's his will for it to be done. Let's look at an example. I'm going to go real quick. How many of you believe that it's God's will to heal his children? Okay. Amen. Good. Well, here's proof that it always is. Third John 1:2, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and what? Be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. He wishes, now this is God's word. Everybody here near told me they believe this is God's word. We can't just move this out of there then. He wants you to prosper. There is nothing humble, there's nothing holy about poverty. Being poor does not make you a good person, a humble person, just like being rich doesn't make you a prideful bad person. Some of the pr- most prideful people you'll ever run into in your life are poor. They're, excuse me. No, they, you, here's why. Because they're so full of pride. That's how they end up. Okay, wait a minute. I messed that up, but just listen to me. Some of the most prideful people you'll ever meet in the world are poor people. They can be blown up completely. If you see a homeless person, I'm not down on homeless people. I've started over with a half a trash bag of clothes, man. That's all I had. I had nothing. Had nothing. I was broke and about to go to prison. I was in a mess, so I'm not down on these people, but they can be extremely prideful people, and that's probably how most of them got to where they are. If you'll humble yourself, it's amazing what good can happen in your life. I had to, had to humble myself. I had to move back in with my mom and dad after being married and having children. That was humbling, but I asked for help. I could have been stubborn and prideful and stayed under a bridge. All right? God didn't mean to go that far into that. He wants us to prosper. He wants us to be in health more than anything. He said, I wish above all things that's amazing, man. That's awesome that God feels that way about us. It's so awesome. Praise God. We don't have to pray, y'all. If it be thy will, if we know somebody is sick or somebody's been injured, we don't have to pray it that way. You walk up and you pray according to the word of God. You know, number one thing, Anybody's life is salvation. you got to get them saved first. And then all of a sudden, see all these better promises and this this better covenant become theirs. And then you know exactly how to pray over them according to that. But, no, 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 not but. And he, Lord, I'm trying to get in too big of a hurry and I repent. Uh, He will still heal and he will still help people that aren't even saved he will still do that for people how do I know that because everybody that Jesus ministered to had not been saved yet because he hadn't paid the price for him to be he healed everybody that asked for it God will still move in people's lives but it's up to us to go lay hands on them it's up to us to go and share that with them okay when you pray for a sick person, lay your hands on them and have that unwavering, unshakable belief that God will do what he said he would do in his word. And that is, if you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Amen. Is everybody with me on that? I've got one more scripture. What about salvation? Now, these are just examples that I wanted to share with you concerning how to, how to apply this. 2 Peter 3.9. 2 Peter 3.9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering. Everybody say long-suffering. To us, we're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You see that? He even includes, think of the worst-case scenario. The worst person you could think of is Hitler. Does that say any? What about Bin Laden? What about the worst person you could think of in the world? God doesn't want anybody to perish. He doesn't want people going to hell. Hell wasn't designed for people. Let me tell you something real quick. The devil knows his day is coming. He knows that he has had it. And things are ramped up. Have you noticed? Has everybody seen that? Man, stuff's happening left and right, front and behind. Big whoop. <laughs> so what if he if he shows himself? We we are children of God. We're children of God. Just the way, tell me your name again, brother. Robert. Robert. Just like Robert just left the gym before he came here. If we don't if we don't work out when it comes to this, the enemy will run over you. The Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge if we don't rightly divide this word if we're not putting this in there i mean there the devil will eat you up in the area that you don't know anything about he don't if you got if you've got strong faith man when it comes to your health he is going to come at you at your finances He's not gonna come like face into where he knows you're the strongest at. He's gonna look for a weak spot. Remember the Bible said he walks about like a like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour? We have to almost we have to give him permission to attack us. Here, I'm gonna close with this last statement here, last thing. Excuse me. The devil is defeated. All authority in heaven and earth was given to Jesus. Therefore, that's what he said. All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. And then therefore you go. That's, that's from on high. That's Jesus Christ, Lord of Lords, King of Kings. All authority has been given unto me in heaven and earth. I mean, he's got it all. That means the devil doesn't have the authority to run over you anywhere. Not in any part of your life. Will you face stuff? Yes. Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. But (laughs) the Lord, he delivers us out of them all. All of them. Doesn't matter what you're facing. Someone else has already faced it. You are not alone. Most likely somebody in the same building you're in is going through it. Don't let the devil tell you that you're by yourself. And it's this insurmountable challenge because there is no such thing. There's no such thing. God is able and God is good and he loves us forevermore. Praise God. We all bow your heads with me. Father, thank you so much for this time together, Lord. We love you. We honor you and thank you. Let's all just lift our hands for a minute. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for being with us and being so good to us and so patient and long-suffering with us, Lord, we just so we're so grateful. We just want you to know right now that we love you and we praise you and we honor you, Lord. Let's say hallelujah. 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 Say it again like you're not afraid of me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. That's like singing a thousand praises. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Lord, we love you and thank you. Lord, we ask you, Holy Spirit, bring these things to our remembrance. Lord, help us to be more ready. Help us to be built up in these areas where we haven't been. We ask you, Holy Spirit, show us the weak links in our fence, Lord, that we can fix them. We ask you to show us. We thank you for it, Lord. In the name of Jesus, with your heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here tonight and you don't know the Lord, if you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart, Please don't leave here without it because you don't know how many more chances you'll have if you'll ever have another chance. If you've never given your heart to him, please just lift your hand up real quick and let, put it back down. I just want to see anybody. I'm pretty sure we're all saved. Well, if you're here, I want to I give one more, one more thing here. If you're here tonight and you know that, um, let's just say you've been walking with the Lord for a while, but uh, you've gotten off track somewhere. If the Lord is uh, pulling on your heart concerning that right now, I want you to just lift your hand up real quick. I'm not going to embarrass you and neither is he. Anybody, if you're dealing with something, you know you've done something wrong, you want to get it right, anybody. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Well, y'all, I want to tell you, I love you. Thank you for being so easy to minister to. Um, Thank you for having me here. And like I said, being so attentive and easy to minister to. I love you all. It, it really is an honor and privilege to be here with you tonight. And I hope, let me ask you, did y'all get something tonight? Mm-hmm. Did you get something out of this for real? For real. All right. Praise God. Well, thank y'all. I love you.
0: Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Hey, you guys. Um, I just wanted to real quick. Well, let's just give him a hand. Amen. Thank you. I, uh, I needed to hear that. There. The, yeah, there was uh, some, thank you for reminding me of some things that maybe I've forgotten. It's funny, on the way to church tonight, um, I was praying about a situation that I've been dealing with, and um, I was, it's so interesting what you said, how we have to speak it. We need to speak it, and the Lord just really was, the Holy Spirit was just pressing into me to say it, say you can't fix it. So I said out loud, I can't fix it, and something just lifted when I said that, but you can and it was just such a strong reminder. And he, God is so good. The Holy Spirit is so wise for you to come in and say that to just even start with speak it. So I would just encourage you guys. I mean, that for me is what I got. I don't know what you got tonight. But growing up in a church where it's a Word of Faith church where I was taught my whole life to speak, it's something like you said, I've become a little numb to. But there is power in your words so and i know you've heard it but hear it for the first time if you stopped speaking and used to start speaking again speak what he says and i said i can't fix it god but you can and something just lifted in the car so i just wanted to tell you it really did minister to me that's not just lip service thank you for reminding me um i wanted to give you guys the opportunity if um you wanted to bless Patrick, please please do so. You know, it is a, it was a two-hour drive. We so appreciate it. And I know the Lord's faithful and He will reward you for it. But if you're speaking to your heart to be a part of that reward, please do that. There are ways you can give. I think they're up on the screen. Just put guest minister in your text if you're doing a text gift. If you wanted to... Normally, there's buckets up here on the stage. You can can drop it in here, okay? Let me just pray a prayer, a blessing over all of you. Father, thank you so much. Man, I am so grateful to hear a new message, a fresh message from heaven. Thank you for resting on Patrick this evening. Thank you for sending him here. And for every person that's here, that it's not by accident. It's by your divine plan. I pray blessing over each person that their week would be full to overflowing of the blessings of God. And I pray, Lord, that you would multiply back to each person here the time that they've invested. We know you're faithful, and we just thank you for it, for keeping us safe and protected until we're all together again. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to our Grace Family Church podcast. We really hope you enjoyed this message. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, we would love for you to get connected. Just go to gfcva.info to learn more about who we are, how to give to this ministry, or how you can get involved. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to see you soon.